Wayne, you know, I was thinking back when we used to travel in South Africa. We used to sometimes mm. take a trip, don't we? Um, drove it all the way down to Cape Town. A long like trip. 1,400 miles, if I remember correctly, yeah? It is a long trip. And most of the time you're traveling through what is a really, really dry area. Mm. And they call it the small and big Karoo, don't Karoo. they? It's almost like a desert. Yeah. It reminds me that Karoo, like you see, you see on the Wild West movies, you've got a tumbleweed going through. That's how barren it is, and that's exactly what it looks yeah, like. It's Karoo totally flat. There's nothing. It's yeah. dry and miles red soil. Upon miles of dry, barren land. Yeah, but then yeah. up pops and these, because it is actually farmland, believe mm. it or not, up pops these little windmills, mm. metal-looking windmills, and cement dams. Don't yeah. they? No, cement dams are creates the lifeblood for those farms. You, oh, you always see cattle and sheep gathering mm. around there and then sometimes the water is pumped out to irrigate the farm yeah. and we're going to keep it alive. Oh, you, you'd see a dozen of those at least as you drive down. Yeah. So there's somewhere. actually water underground and it's is, uh, pushing it up in with the windmill into that cement dam. And talking of dams or um, cement wells, wells that, yeah, it could mm. be a well. It talks about wells in the Bible, it does. doesn't it? In Isaiah chapter 12. In verse 2 and 3, and this is a famous scripture we yeah. all know. Let's read it. It says, Behold, God is my salvation. I will trust and not be afraid. For Yah, the Lord God, He is my strength and song. He has also become my salvation. Therefore, with joy, you will draw water from the wells of salvation. Mm -hmm. uh, Claire's are studying that out, the wells of salvation. Sometimes those wells were fed from a little spring mm -hmm. and coming up, but it was always contained. It was a very small area um, and it would it would be the life of the farm. And it reminded me as well when we used to go to the Kruger National Park. Mm -hmm. Do you remember? Yeah. We'd go into the Kruger Park and we'd see the lions and the elephants and <laughs> all the game. And we'd often take the car and we'd sit at a water hole or a well yeah. and we'd just park there. And around the well, you'd see dozens of different varieties of animals come down to drink because again it was so parched that land is dry in South yeah. Africa and so they come to the well to drink and it would give them life mm -hmm. and the grass would be green around the well area mm -hmm. but they around further away it was totally dry and that is so much that we will draw uh, salvation from those wells. Mm -hmm. do, do you see the connection though between let's talk about salvation and well salvation is something that we is life-giving mm. new life and so is the well. It Brings gives life. life to the right. animals or the crops mm. or to us. And we find in that story that we shared a couple of weeks back about the lady, Jesus met her where? At a well. It was a Samaritan woman, wasn't it? Yes. yes. And do you know, Jesus actually, I think, quotes from Isaiah. Jesus often quoted from Isaiah, yeah. the prophet. Jesus alludes to the water there and he talks yeah. to her and he gives her that famous verse that we saw two weeks ago. Yes. Do you want to read it for us? Come on. He says to her, whoever drinks of the water that I shall give him will never thirst, but the water that I shall give him will become in him a well, fountain of water springing up to give everlasting life. Uh, Claire, that is so true. Jesus gave her that water. Mm. She was spiritually dead. And then she drinks of the, from that well 
and now it brings life, just like yes. the Kruger Park, just like those round dams. It brings life to heaven with drink of yeah. that water. That water when it drink. And it's the same for every one of us who, who accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior. It's this mm. water that he gives us. It transforms into a well inside well, of us well. of everlasting life inside of us, in our spirit. Just it becomes alive. again says, it shall become a well in him. In him. Become in him a water springing up into everlasting life. Everlasting life is salvation, isn't mm, it? Mm. And that's where, like, when you think of those animals being nourished or dry land, it's salvation mm. inside of us. I was doing a little bit of a word study on that word well there. Uh, in the Greek, the word is called paga. And it's a, the, the definition for that paga word or well is a constant source prepared from a little spring mm. and comes up. So it's continuously renewing. Just imagine a dead pond, something that has no contents, new life, new flowing water coming into it. Mm. It's stagnant. Yeah. It's death. Anything dies mm. that drinks that. It's mm. poison virtually. But because it's fed from a spring or well, it's fresh water gives life. Mm -hmm. And that's what's inside of us. Salvation, bringing life to us, yeah. to our bodies all the time. Everlasting life. Mm -hmm. That's so good. And oh, I'm so excited about that. Yeah. You know, Claire, Jesus talks about water as well a little later mm. in John chapter 7. And this time he's at uh, attending a feast, a feast of tabernacles. And there's a lot of water in the, this um, celebration that they do as well, isn't it? There is. This feast, it's still celebrated today. It is, yeah. It's called uh, Sukkot. The Jewish people still yeah. um, celebrate that. And what it is, is they build these little temporary booths or shelters outside their homes for eight days. Mm. And they live there. And the literal meaning is a booth. Yes. And it's kind of a a throwback remembering of the time in the wilderness when they lived in temporary dwellings, yeah. wasn't it? And they, they build it with branches and mm. they still let the the moon shine through or the sun. And this is just temporary what they were yeah. like in the wilderness. Mm. And as they celebrate this, it's really a joyous occasion, lots of celebration. But they also remember about how um, God provided water in the wilderness through Moses, you know, when he... Uh, brought it out of the rock yeah. and this is celebrated by the priests they go to the pool of Siloam they have these golden pitchers and they take all the water in these pitchers and they go up the the steps the steps mm. and they go up to the altar and they pour this water down each day they do mm. this in a procession you can just imagine the water rushing mm. down each day mm. and then it comes to the eighth day and they have a sabbath but this is all celebrating what happened to them, isn't it? Correct. And while they were doing that, they were actually singing as well, weren't they? They were. They were actually singing that scripture we just read in Isaiah, and they sing about with joy that would come to the wells of salvation. Yes, and so, draw water. And draw water. So this was symbolically acting out that yeah. um, and then reenacting it, mm. weren't they? And they're celebrating that God looked after them. He provided water for them. flowing down. And he yeah. took them into the promised land. Mm. And then they rest on the eighth day. But when the eighth day came round, oh, yes. Jesus stood up mm. and he cried out. And he was basically saying, boy, this is a new day. Mm. And he starts prophesying. And shall we read yes, what he on. says? On the last day, the great day of the feast, Jesus stood and cried out saying, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me and drink. He who believes in me, as the scripture has said, out of his heart will flow rivers of living water. But this he spoke, 
concerning the Spirit, whom those believing in him would receive. For the Holy Spirit was not yet given, because Jesus was not yet glorified. I find that so, so ironic in a way. Mm. Here they are singing about the prophet Isaiah. Now, Claire, I was researching that this morning, and just I've got to tell you, um, I haven't had a chance to tell you. It's so exciting. <laughs> this. Uh, you know, the prophet Isaiah actually wrote those words, prophesying about them 700 years after they had already been in the wilderness. Mm -hmm. So he wasn't prophesying that they were going to get out of the wilderness, and that this was now him looking forward to the future. He was actually actually prophesying about Jesus. Mm. And here are the priests and the religious leaders. They're performing this ritual. They, they're pouring out the water. And Jesus is standing and saying, hey, guys, it's me. Yeah. I'm the one that Isaiah was prophesying. And they think, no, we're going to kill you. No, it's, it's not what it yeah. looked like. They were expecting something different. Mm. And just think about it. In our Christian walks, do we get that religious mm. spirit sometimes? That, no, it's not what I was expecting. I was expecting the Holy Spirit to be a little bit different. Uh, I didn't think it was going to be like that. Mm. I think it's, Jesus is saying, guys, I am the source of the well. Yes. And when you believe in me, there's going to be a second. It's going to become rivers that will flow if mm. you will believe yeah. in me. There's definitely now a difference, isn't there? There in, is. When he spoke to the lady at the well, he was talking about water in a well. In a well in us. Now he's starting to talk about rivers, but not just ordinary rivers. He says we're flowing. A flowing river has power. The flowing river is moving and it's going somewhere. Well, I mentioned to you earlier, the first Greek word was a dam or a, a pond was fed from a little spring, but it didn't go anywhere. Yeah. It was just local. So when we get saved, we're dipping into the well of salvation, mm. it's only for us. You cannot get saved for somebody else, no. or no one can, else can get to heaven on your faith. Mm -hmm. Only you can believe. You've got to drink right. from the well of salvation for yourself. Mm -hmm. However, this next word that Jesus just used, rivers, is a different word. Patamos is the word, and it actually means a river, or a torrent, mm -hmm. or even a flood. Yes. Now listen, a river isn't local. A river flows. It impacts others. Floods go. Do you remember in 2019, I think it was around August time when we had the floods in Pointe? Oh, yes. Those floods in Pointe, it went down the street. Yes. It went It went into homes. Virtually every house was impacted. I remember driving through the water right up to mm. the top of my car. Permeates everywhere. Got all over the place. Mm. These are total differences. Here the Holy Spirit he was talking about, and it clearly says he's talking about the Holy Spirit, yes. being baptized in the Holy Spirit. It, it's going to impact not just mm. only ourselves, but others as well. Yeah. And it's sometimes hard for us. We get caught up just like those people get caught up in the fact that we're having a festival mm. and it's a nice celebration. Yeah. But Jesus was standing up and it's almost like he was taking a look at those steps and seeing the river flowing and saying, but I've got more for you. Yeah. I mm. want you That's to right. experience the Holy Spirit for you mm. living on the inside of you. This is not just a feast that we're going to celebrate right. here. Prophetically saying, the Holy Spirit is coming to be That's with right. you, to live in you. They were celebrating it, Claire, from a religious standpoint. Mm. It was a tradition. And I hate religious traditions. Yeah. Because Jesus himself said these words, I think it's in Mark. He says this, these people, they honor me with their lips, mm. but their heart is far from me. Mm. 
Mm. And you know, guys, we're not about doing church because we have to do church. Mm. We're coming to church because we're better. If I don't come to church, I'm going to get a phone call. Someone's going to get on my case. No, we come to church and we worship the Lord because we want to. It's mm. a heart condition. Yes. And that's what Jesus was trying to say. Is don't just do the religious festival and sing the song because you have to, because it's what you do. We're going to mean it from our heart. Honor the Lord with our hearts. Mm. The Holy Spirit, this invitation that we see from Him, mm. has to come from our hearts. And how... We've seen in all these conversations that we've had over the three weeks is that the invitation mm -hmm. is so broad. When he spoke to the woman at the well, he said, Whoever mm -hmm. thirsts. Now he's coming and he's saying to the people, Anyone who's mm -hmm. thirsty mm -hmm. can come. Anyone. It is just so broad. Anyone. It doesn't matter where you come that from. The first week when we looked at the woman at the well, being broad, the invitation, Claire, that was in, Jesus was in hot pursuit yeah. of us. And that woman, he's in hot pursuit of us. Mm. Why? So that we can have life more glorious, yes. wasn't he? Mm. And then the second week, we saw again the invitation. He says, I've got a purpose for you. And we've got to chase with purpose uh, our destiny that he's got planned for us. He says, mm. I've got good plans for you to give yes. you a hope and a future. I've laid them out beforehand. Before the foundation of the world, I want you to walk in these good ways, according to Ephesians what 10. What a glorious life glorious was life. given to Paul. He was in such hot pursuit of exactly. Paul. And now we are in pursuit of him, of yeah. the Holy Spirit. Why? Because we want a life glorious. Mm -hmm. we, there's more glory when we have the Holy Spirit operating That's and right. flowing in and through us, isn't there? So there's a life more glorious available to us. That's but right. although the invitation is so broad, wait, oh, it's also very it's narrow. narrow. That's right. Because he could say to the lady, if you're thirsty, yeah. Yeah. if you're thirsty and you drink. Yeah. And now he's saying to these people when he's standing up on the eighth day, he's crying out and he's saying, anyone who's thirsty, if you come to me, anyone who's thirsty, if you come, come. to me. So there's, mm. here's the narrowness of it. You've got to come and you've got to be thirsty, but you've got to drink. Guys. It's no good to understand. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know about the Holy Spirit. Yeah, got it. I, I know all about it. I've studied it for 20 years. <laughs> but we've got to now do it. And you know what? It's not being thirsty. We've got some water here, Claire. And I can pour water into the glass. And, yeah. so, and it can just sit there. And I can. It does I you know good, does it? it? Yeah. I've got to actually pick it up and drink. And it's continuously. I'm going to get thirsty again. I need to top up some more, put some more water in the glass. And I've got to drink continuously. That's right. You know, there came a time when Jesus was going to leave this earth mm. and he, he was chatting with his disciples and he said, you know what, guys, you're in for a rough ride when I leave. I don't like this preaching. <laughs> I think <laughs> everything's going to be fine. The Holy Spirit's coming. Hey, we Has made it, Everything's going to be perfect. We have a rough ride too. Are we? I want to read the scripture and see if you can relate, Wayne. John 16, verse 1 and 2. These things I've spoken to you that you should not be made to stumble. They will put you out of the synagogues. Oh, yes, the mm. time is coming that whoever kills you will think that he offers God a service. So God didn't promise us an easy ride. No. Uh, and everything's just going to be hunky-dory when no. the Holy Spirit comes. But clearly, he's warning us hard times are coming. Uh, and But he says, it's for your advantage that I go. Now, I'm really battling mm. with this because 
they were with Jesus, the Messiah. Mm. He was the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. He was doing miracles. Mm. But the more I thought about it is they had to be with Jesus 24-7 to encounter that yeah. power with him. And what happened when they had to go visit the mother-in-law in another village? <laughs> then they weren't with Jesus and yeah. all of a sudden things got bad. Yeah. Okay, so, But Jesus is saying it's to your advantage that I go. Why is it to our advantage? Mm. Well, he has a better solution for us. As we just said, he has life more glorious mm -hmm. for us. So he said, it's to my advantage to go away. Shall we read the scripture where it says why? In John 16, verse 7, it says, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth. It's to the advantage that I go away. For if I do not go away, the helper can't come to you. But if I depart, I will send him to you. The helper, helper. is going to come and live inside of us. He will make his home within us mm. 24-7. All day, every day, good times, bad times, mm. never leave us off with And if you're ever doubtful that he's going to come and live with you, let's, let's just have another look at a scripture. Eh? John 14, 16 to 18, he says, Jesus says, I pray the Father that he will give you another helper, that he may abide with you forever. He's not going away. No. He's not going anywhere. The spirit of truth whom the world can't receive because it neither sees him or knows him. But you know him for he dwells with you and, in. Mm -hmm. and will be in you. Mm -hmm. How's this? I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. He will dwell with you and be in you. And forever. Forever. So why wouldn't we want this kind of helper? Yes, Jesus was here before physically, mm. but he had a better life, a life more glorious to send the Holy Spirit to live in us forever, to be with us. We've been studying in Sofa Church all wow. the benefits that the Holy Spirit brings. And, and in John 16, verse 13 and 14, he goes on, Jesus speaking, says, However, when he, talking about mm. the Holy Spirit, the Spirit of truth has come, he will guide you into all truth. So he's going to be our guide. He's going to lead us. But it carries on. For he will not speak of his own authority. For whatever he hears, he will speak. And he will tell you of things to come. So mm. he's going to warn us. Hey, psst, Wayne. There's some bad stuff around the corner. Stay away. Yeah. I could do some of that. He's telling you up front. Yes, yeah. Goes on. He will glorify me. For he will take of what is mine. And that was of Jesus's. Okay, so the same stuff that Jesus was doing, he's going to take off that and says, I will declare it to you. All things that the Father has are mine. Therefore, I said that he will take off mine and declare it to you. So what the Father's got, he can give to us. Doesn't God know everything? Well, yeah, he does. Doesn't he have a solution for everything? So he will show us how. He will guide us and show us how. So that sounds like life more glorious to this me. This is yeah. a helper that we need, don't we? I want that, yeah. We need that in our lives every single day. We need to have that helper with us. Mm. We should be running saying, I'm thirsty, I want the water, I want to be drinking, I want to get filled up with the Holy Spirit, and He's going to be with me, He's going to stay with us. It's definitely. The, he's promising us a life more glorious. You know, it makes me think of the story in the Old Testament. It's in 2 Chronicles 7, Wayne, where it talks about Solomon, and he's... Mm. Dedicating the temple, they worked yeah. really hard with a whole lot of people to restore the temple and mm. make it look beautiful, full of gold. And the day that it was going to be dedicated, he got all the singers in the worship, the priests, and they're in there. And, and they, they made a loud noise. Worshiping the Lord, aren't they? <laughs> loud. Loud. And all of a sudden, God's presence comes mm. in there. 
And they say something like they couldn't stand to minister. I think they were just like blown away with the presence Mm. of God. And that is so amazing that Jesus or God came his presence into the building. But Haggai says something else to us, which I want to read. It says, the glory of this latter temple shall be greater than the former, says the Lord of hosts. That's right. We, the, the former temple was glorious, but now the, there's a new temple being built. And 1 Corinthians 6 verse 19 says that, Do you not know that your body is the temple, the very sanctuary of the yeah. Holy Spirit who lives within you? whom you have received as a gift from God, you are not your own. So it's not about bricks and mortar. No. That's why Solomon's temple, oh, you could think, I couldn't get any better than that. It was all about the place. And God's presence was in there Mm. and it was awesome. But now he's saying your body Mm. and my body is his temple. And he wants to live inside of us, the Holy Spirit live inside. That's why the latter temple will be more glorious than the former temple, way. Eh? That glory that they encountered, worship taking place in that temple, the, the Shekinah glory of God in that, that glory can now be in us. Wow. Can we just take a moment <laughs> to just think about God's glory, His weightiness is in us, His manifested power, His manifested presence. The God who created everything, who knows everything, that glory lives in mm-hmm. you and me. So when we have a problem, we should be saying, Holy Spirit, uh, I think you're pretty well connected. <laughs> you know the Father, you know Jesus. Could, could you help me out with this? What should I be doing here? Mm. In fact, as we do counseling, Claire, and we, we talk to different people, and you just read your WhatsApps. Man, I tell you, mm. there are so many people there. And we, all of us, me included, you included, yep. we all say, I need help. And there's a whole host of things. Filling the blank here. Yeah. I need help with dot, dot, dot. What? Well, let's name a couple. Uh, what about just, I need help understanding me. Yes. <laughs> I don't understand my mental health. I don't understand you. I need some help. <laughs> We're always having this conversation. Think yeah. about it just during the day. I don't know how to do and yeah. I don't I, fit in. I've got this party to go to and I just don't fit I in. Can't I can't do my job. I don't know what to do. I don't know what the future holds. I need help right. to understand. I need help. I don't know how to understand the Bible. I don't know how to pray properly. I don't know how to pay my bills. <laughs> <laughs> I do not understand my kids. These, yeah. these. Or my spouse. <laughs> <laughs> and what about your future? Lord, I don't know what's going to happen with my job, my career. Where am I headed? But this is amazing. It's a great place to start to understand actually that you need help because what it's saying is, I am thirsty. Well, that's it. Just think about it. You qualify because Jesus said, anyone who is thirsty. Well, if you've been saying, I need help with reading my Bible, I need help with this, that, you're thirsty. He said he's he's the helper. So you are thirsty for the helper, the Holy Spirit. Uh But religious people would like us to believe that we've got to get our act together. Mm. I need to learn how to pray first. Amen. And I've got to learn how to be... But the Holy Spirit will help you to pray, it says. (laughs) You see, God is not... Jesus does not want us to get our lives right. Mm -hmm. He wants to come as we are and drink from the well of salvation and then the rivers of the Holy Spirit flowing in and through us. And let the Holy Spirit do the work that's in us. That's right. That needs to be changed and fixed. Not so. It does. It reminds me of this. See, we've got some a glass here, Wayne, and a jug of water. If I have this 
this glass in front of me here, mm. it is filled with something. It's filled with air, isn't it? And if we imagine that air is actually our issue that we need help with, I don't know what your issue could even be a sin issue. There's an issue. How do I get the air out of this glass? It's not coming out. No. I could use a vacuum, do you think? Well, that's crystal, so... Oh, they'll smash the glass. I really don't know how to get the issue out of the glass, do I? No. So what could we do, do you think? Um, I've got an idea. (laughs) Put it over there, (laughs) not not on top of my Bible and my stuff. (laughs) Watch this. As we start to fill up with water, it's displacing the air. Yep. Shall I stop? I think so. (laughs) Just there. But Jesus talking about floods, just imagine if they carry it on, pouring, it becomes torrents and floods just everywhere. So if this was the Holy Spirit, he slowly displaces the issue, what with wisdom, peace, Mm -hmm. understanding, knowledge, joy, and suddenly we have solutions because the helper is on the inside displacing I suppose the question that we could ask ourselves, Claire, is how do we drink? Mm. We can see the analogy with the water physically. How do we drink and receive the Holy Spirit? Well, you know, Jesus said to come, if you're thirsty, to come to him. And there's this invitation to come, but there's also for us to open up and allow him in. Mm. And it it just reminds me of, you know, when you get somebody to come and live in your home, I'm not talking about somebody who just comes, pops in for a sleepover for one night. When they come to live with you, maybe it's your mother or mother-in-law or your kids come back from uni, something happens in the house. Your washing might increase. Oh, yes, the dishes increase. What you maybe eat or the the time schedules that you keep, you've got to give them space in the home for Mm -hmm. one thing Mm -hmm. and allow them some space. And that's where we have to invite Mm. the Holy Spirit in. And we just talked about that our bodies are a temple. We have to align into our... But you actually make space for the visitor. Yes, When the boys come home to visit us, we actually make space. We we get into the room and we make up the bed. And when Andrew and Anna come, we know, they're married couples, so we get another bed in there, you know, and we make space for them, mm-hmm. where instead of us spreading all over the sofa, we make space, and we'll mm-hmm. sit on the one, so they can sit mm-hmm. on the other one. We make space for them in our home, don't mm-hmm. we? So, do we do that with the Holy Spirit? Well, do we? Do we give Him space? Mm-hmm. Um, if there's no space, if there's no home, then there's no help. <laughs> wow! Say that again. <laughs> <laughs> if there's no home, then there's no help. We can't have help with no home. That's right. And we are the home, so we have to allow Him in. And the disciples, they met in the upper room and they were waiting on a promise of Jesus. They believed and they said, mm. yes, we are thirsty for this promise. They were making room. What did they do? They mm. waited. Mm. The initial thing that they did to make room was they waited. They actually waited 10 days. That's right. We don't need to wait 10 and days. They were, <laughs> and they were in a place of prayer, weren't they? Mm. So they were asking. Mm. And so we can do exactly the same thing. We get into a place where we're waiting and we say, Holy Spirit, we're ready. We want me. We're thirsty. thirsty. Would you please give me the Holy Spirit? And they prayed and they asked and he said, if you ask, I will give mm. you water. So it's not a case that he's going to give you something odd, 
We've discussed that he will always give you a good gift. Mm. So we wait, we pray, we ask, and we are thirsty and we drink. In faith, believing. And you know, Claire, this is a faith action. Jesus said, if anyone is thirsty, let him come to me and drink. And he who believes out of him will flow rivers of living water. Rivers. If you believe him. Mm. And as we pray, we've got to believe. We're receiving the Holy Spirit. Can you see him? No. Mm. Uh, we have to believe and say, Lord, I thank you. As I drink, as I just receive more of him, I believe we're getting more of the Holy Spirit. That's right. We're going to head into a time of worship now. And we've made plenty of space for worship now in the next while. Please don't just run away. Mm. I'm asking, we want to take the first, one or two songs first just to get into his presence and worship him. And we're just getting into a position of waiting. receiving, waiting. Mm. And we're just saying, Holy Spirit, I'm getting, I'm just putting out of my head all the busyness of the day, mm. the burning dinner, all the dishes that need to be done. And I'm, I'm making room. I'm busy preparing room. I, I want, I'm thirsty and I'm just realizing I need you. And then Claire and I want to come back and we're going to pray with you a little bit. And we're going to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fill you life and to flood you. Not just a little bit, but like torrents and floods, rivers, rivers Come on, while we've been in this place of worship, why don't we right now just ask the Holy Spirit to come in and fill us. Yes. Lord Jesus, right now we thank you that you said in your words, if we're thirsty, you will pour out the Holy Spirit on us. So right now we say we are thirsty. Would you fill us once again with your Holy Spirit? Right now we make the decision we want to drink in more of you. We receive the Holy Spirit by faith. And you know, it's not Thank something you, scary. Jesus. All you're doing in a place of worship, just mm, like the wind, the, the Holy Spirit is likened in the Bible to air, to wind, to pneuma, yeah. the air that we breathe. So by just breathing and saying, it's just mm. symbolic. So I believe I'm receiving the Holy Spirit right now. Thank you, Thank Holy you. Spirit, that you fill me from the top of my head all the way down to the bottom of my feet. Mm. And now in expectation you. and you, in faith, you start to believe and say, Thank you, Lord Jesus, I have the Holy Spirit. Mm. Thank you that you're living in my heart. Thank you that you're in here. Thank you that you bless me with tongues and interpretations and all of your gifts. So, and then just start to speak out whatever. You're going to have to, by faith, start making those sounds mm. and speak in Man, tongues. Start muttering. And, uh, yeah. Start muttering. So, as we continue in a place of worship, just continue. Turn the music up loud and just thank start to thank Him. And praise him and then start to speak in tongues. By faith, we thank you, Lord God, for receiving you. Lord, touch everyone who's listening. Fill them with your Holy Spirit, Lord. Pour out rivers of living water into them and they would flow out and speak in the Spirit, Lord, and just fill them up to overflowing with your Spirit, Lord. Thank you, Jesus.